ready to begin. What year is this? The year is 2020, and this is Beyond Sin. Hey there, welcome to the show. The show is called Beyond Synth, and I am its host, Andy. Uh, I don't know why, I, I sort of hesitated to say my last name there, I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, look, welcome to the show. This is episode 258. On the show today, I'm going to be chatting with Power Rob, who is also part of Megatronics. We played a, a track of theirs a little while ago. And we're having another Meet the Patrons uh, segment. And today we're going to meet Jose Arbello. So that'll be fun. And uh, what else? And we're going to listen to some cool music. And uh, we'll get that started right now. So how about this? Let's listen to this track. This is a relatively new act. Uh, Young Empress. I think they only have a few songs out. But uh, it's good stuff, and I like it. And it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, the kings of the Pattersons, of course, are Robert D. Bishop, Chris Dance, and Mike Shima. You guys are awesome with the 88 and the 88 and the 82. And speaking of Mike Shima, we actually did uh, the Beyond Synth family, Marco, Florence, and Mike. We uh, recorded our first episode of It Actually Doesn't Have a Name Yet. It's just, uh, we played a game of sort of modified D&D with a science fiction sort of setting, and I don't know what it's called. I was actually thinking of a fun thing. So, first of all, it's not coming out anytime soon. <laughs> so, we'll be lucky if this thing releases before the end of the year. But... What I might do is release it early for patrons, for people who support Beyond Synth at uh, patreon.com slash beyondsynth. Um, you guys will get to listen to it early, and I was thinking a fun thing would be to uh, maybe you guys can come up with the name for the, the show, because I don't know what it's going to be. Anyway, that's neither here nor there, because what we're going to do right now is listen to awesome music, and here is Young Empress with Peacemaker.
And that was Peacemaker by Young Empress. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Well, of course, there's Jose Arbello. We're going to be meeting him in just a little bit. And uh, with the 66.6, the King of Hell, Jose Arbello. And then there's Jacob Wick with the 4488. He's a really cool guy. Uh, Jacob Wick gets my full support in his endeavors. Whatever that means. And, of course, City Hunter with the 42. And, actually, we're going to be meeting him uh, probably in a few weeks. So look forward to that. It's always fun to uh, meet the awesome people who make Beyond Synth possible. And uh, what do I got to say? Oh, yeah. It is on YouTube. You can now check out Andy's Spaceship Episode 1. So go do that at the Beyond Synth YouTube. Uh, Andy's Spaceship is... Basically a show with me in a spaceship and I chat with guests and there's also some puppet characters. So in the first episode we met Stanley and Trevor the Turtles and Trevor was played by uh, Jed Leach or Gerald Leach who uh, you might know if you listen to Beyond Synth because he is Garth Knight. The synthwave artist. And, of course, the other one, uh, he's a bit easier to uh, spot if you're a Beyond Synth fan. That is, of course, Adam McNabb from Lucaset, who plays Stanley. And and then I had a chat with Phaserland on the show, and we did uh, top five movies and music. And I did a quiz with Mike Mendoza. So it's a, it's a fun show. Um, we're hopefully going to make a lot of them. I would like to keep that going as a series. And I've been reaching out to people to be guests. And, of course, there's going to be more characters as well that we're going to meet along the way. And it's basically, if I had to pitch this show in an elevator to somebody, I would say Andy's Spaceship is like a weird show you'd find on the Science Fiction Network at like 3 in the morning. You're flipping through on cable, you're up too late, and all of a sudden you come across this weird like cable access show where there's just a host uh, talking to the camera and he's on a weird set. And that's kind of the vibe I'm going for with this show. And it's just kind of meant to be fun and silly. And and I hope you guys enjoyed it. So far, people have been uh, very positive about it. And so I hope uh, if you get a chance, uh, you go and watch Andy's Spaceship. And there's going to be more shows coming. All right. So look, let's listen to some more music. Uh, I got a cool song here from Red Soda. And it's brought to you by my awesome... uh, Let's thank the PayPals, actually. We got some uh, new PayPals this week. We got nice little gift from Polaris Van Samus. And she says, I wish I could send more. We love you, Andy. Of course, she's uh, she's engaged to the Astral Stereo Project. So that's cool. I feel like this donation is kind of more for Andy's spaceship than Beyond Synth, but uh, hey, I read these things on the show, so that's what we got to do. Polaris is cool. She's a burlesque dancer who does uh, her act to uh, Synthwave and stuff, so that is a cool thing. And of course, there's New PayPal Gustav Velichek, who uh, I, well, he used to be a Patreon, and now he switched to being a PayPal. I think that's what's happened here. So that's cool. He's still a, a Beyond Synth supporter. So thank you, Gus Velichek and Polaris, for being new PayPals. And now here is a cool track from Red Soda. This is Arcade Hero.
And that was Arcade Hero by Red Soda from the album Decades to Midnight. And that was brought to you by my awesome PayPals. Now, these are the people who support Beyond Synth by going to beyondsynth.com and clicking on the PayPal button. I think there's also a PayPal Me account. I don't know. Anyways, this, look, the point is there's lots of different ways to support Beyond Synth. You can do it on PayPal. You can do it on Patreon. It's a great thing to do. I'm talking about awesome people like Brendan Morin, the Ross Conian, Ross Bruce, and Digital Dreams. There's Jimmy Groon, Russ Nyes, Timothy Warwick. There's Anselmo Incorporated. There's uh, Jersey. And, of course, Upgrade Jimpy, the king of the PayPals. Although, technically, this month, Anselmo Incorporated is actually the king of the PayPals. If we're going to be technical. Um, Anyways, thank you all for your support. You're all cool people, and uh, I really appreciate it. So, how about this? Let's go chat with patron extraordinaire, Jose Arbello. All right, well, we are back, and today I am uh, getting to know some of the awesome patrons. You know, you hear me say their names every week, and uh, they're really cool people, and I appreciate them a lot. Like my guest right now, Mr. Jose Arbello. How's it going, man? It's going great. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, well, thank you for your support. You're a cool guy. Now, (laughs) do you have any problem with me referring to you as the king of hell? <laughs> Absolutely not. That's okay. actually great. Because <laughs> okay. obviously you uh, you donate the sixty six point six at the moment, and so I uh, I always try and think of uh, things to say that involve Satan. And then when I got a King of Hell, but I thought, oh no, I hope he's not like has some sort of like religious kind of family or something. <laughs> they'd be all upset. But then at the same time, I'm like, if he was, then he wouldn't donate that amount. So I don't know. You got it right. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> so tell me, listen, the audience wants to know. They're like, who is Jose Arbello? I think we. We did meet in person at Outland yeah. briefly. Yeah, briefly. But uh, yeah, what does Jose Arbello do? I am currently an IT uh, service support engineer over down here in Orlando with uh, Abbott Laboratories. Uh, they've been in the news a lot lately because they're the ones doing all the uh, the COVID tests. So I've been very busy. <laughs> Wait, so what kind of test? So we're we're doing like all of like the the big major like rapid testing, the uh, antibody tests. We're the ones making all of these like tests that are supposed to get you results a lot faster. Are they like innovating on things, or they have a specific thing they're already making, or is there some sort of like lab that's like designing new things? So it's a it's a combination of things. Uh, when it's, this whole thing first started, uh, a lot of the tests that they were pumping out were like based off pre- already existing. Uh, um, equipment that they had but now it's all new stuff that they're trying to figure out so i think the latest thing we have is this little card test that basically it's called like a lateral flow but they basically take a sample from you and they let it just like drip down with some solution and then it'll tell you whether or not you got it <laughs> okay so yeah they're, they're they're right now innovating before it was just trying to like just get something in the market as quickly as possible now it's all about innovating, inventing, and all that good stuff. Wait a second. So is it also like a manufacturing plant, or is it this, is this where they just do the designs, but then they send off to factories to manufacture the things? So where I work currently, we're mostly the business side of
side of things where I'm at. I work with the salespeople. I work with the, the people who work in finance. It's all business related. The manufacturing plants there are in other states, okay. but it's all under the Abbott um, umbrella. So, I mean, for these new sort of like rapid test things, they still have to take the sample up in your nose? Yes. <laughs> uh, for the um, actual test to see if you have it, yeah, it still goes up your nose. It's a weird feeling, that. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've only done one so far, and it was very strange. It feels like hot sauce. <laughs> Like someone like squirting hot sauce up your nose, like just for that moment where they kind of swab. Everyone says it's a Q-tip, but it's like it's not the same width as a Q-tip. Like I was expecting a Q-tip, but it's it's thin, but it's like when they touch the sides of your nose on the inside, then it's that weird stinging, like almost like hot sauce feeling, but it's not, it's unpleasant, but it's not pain. It's just, it's a different kind of sensation. Yeah. Actually, I've never heard it described that way. That's like, that's perfect. Well, I, I wouldn't have thought to say that either, but my, the nurse who gave me the test, she referred to it as as it's like it's gonna feel a little bit like wasabi and i was like oh yeah and then after that i'm just like that's yeah man that's it it's like it's like a squirt of wasabi for that moment that it touches the side of your nose just like that and you're just like and then it's done yes so anyway that's it (laughs) (laughs) so this is your current thing so you've always been like an it kind of dude right yeah i've always been an it it's basically just me going up the the rung of the ladder of like how important my position is right before i was just help desk now i'm actually i don't really work with the customers too much (laughs) sure i'm much happier in this position that's good. I want Jose Arbello to be as happy as possible. Oh, thank you. And also, it's good that you're working uh, for a company that's actually doing something useful. That's nice. Yes. It's sort of like the opposite of what I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> do you actually have any functional understanding of what goes on there, or are you just sort of like making sure the computers work? I have no idea what's going on, and I prefer it that way. All I do is I make sure the computers work, I make sure the servers are running, and I make sure internet's good to go, and I go on my merry way. Well, I mean, that's an important thing, too, right? I mean, these oh, yeah. these eggheads can't do their job if the fucking internet's down, right? Correct. I've never, I've never said egghead in my life. <laughs> I'm, like, trying to sound like a tough guy or something. It's just like, what is this character? <laughs> I actually have deep respect for scientists. <laughs> well, how about this? This is my awesome segue here. We got we to gotta listen to a song, yeah. and then uh, and then we'll come back and, and, and chat more with uh, patron extraordinaire Jose Arbello. So I've got an awesome song here from Nina. And this was actually, I think they came out with this in the summer. There was a track called Cynthian, and they had uh, a little remix album with that track and a bunch of cool remixes. And I'm going to play one of those remixes right now. It's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We're talking about Hugh Hefner and the 2666 Club. Lots of 666s today. And uh, Clint Dowling and the $25 Club, the king of the $25 patrons. Clint Dowling. I hope you're doing all right, dude. So let's check out this track. This is Nina featuring Lau. And this is Cynthian, the Sung Remix.
Cynthian by Nina, featuring Lau, remixed by Sung. And if you like all that, all of those people have been on the show before. That's right, Nina's been on. Actually, Nina's been on with Lau, and I've had Sung on the show. So it's uh, it's cool stuff, and I dig that song. And there's actually a bunch of fun remixes on that Cynthian album, including uh, the Highway Superstar one was pretty cool too because uh, he he just took it in a completely different direction, and uh, and I really uh, dug that. And it was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. We're talking about Jimmy the Hut, Newmark, Alex Seligson, A Star Apart, and Restless Nights. And I am back with patron extraordinaire Jose Arbello, the King of Hell. Do you have any Halloween plans? Halloween plans? Um, Is Halloween happening this year? Man, that's a, I, don't, I don't think so, man. Like, I have, like, a one neighbor who has some, like, Halloween archway built in front of their door. Hmm. I'm like, man, you're not going to use that. Because <laughs> I, I just look around and, like, no one's doing anything. And I talk to some friends. They're not going to do anything. I have friends with kids. They're not doing anything. And it just seems like this is going to be a very dour Halloween. I mean, I'm sure they'll still you'll, you'll still have, like, your odd, like, teenager wearing a sack hmm. who says he's, like, sack man, give him candy. But, man, I... I Halloween's canceled. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. This year, I'm actually, I'm building a costume, but I, I don't know if I, I hope I get it finished in time. I have, I have not made a costume since I was a kid. I've been like sort of a sourpuss. I have never participated in any adult Halloween event ever. Ever. Yeah, man. People do whenever they do Halloween parties and like come out and like dress up. I'm like, nope. And I've never done it. The, honestly, the last time I wore a costume on Halloween was when I was in grade seven, maybe. <laughs> Like it's been a while. It's been a while for me too. I don't wear my costumes in Halloween. I go. To, I wear them at conventions. Right. Okay. Okay. So this must be a weird year then. No conventions to go to. It has been like horribly depressing. <laughs> Are you a regular like a uh, convention hopper? Is that a thing? Yeah, no, it's a thing. I, I would say so. You know, any excuse to get out of the house. What was the last one you went to? I don't think I've... I haven't been to any of the big ones. Even like, you know, Toronto is like a Toronto Comic Con and stuff. And yeah. one time my sister's... No, my... Who's... Not my sister. My, my, my sister-in-law, right? Technically. That's weird calling them that. Um, this is a big anime fan and I think I was in... in uh, our nation's capital, Ottawa. And there was a thing called the Ottawa Anime convention or something we went to that and there were some people dressed up it's pretty low-key it wasn't like it's not like a huge thing but it's like medium size so there's still people wearing outfits but it was mostly just like more of like an old school convention where it was just booths and people selling things and like not too much like fanfare or stars or anything so the thing about florida is we have or at least when things are normal we have a convention almost like every month dude it's insane like the summertime is just slammed the one i last went to was in december it was called holiday matsuri and it's one of our bigger ones i would say it used to be very small now it's held in one of our biggest hotels no it gets pretty crazy like we're talking tens of thousands of people maybe wait what's it called holiday matsuri what does that mean matsuri is a uh, japanese for i think festival so it's just holiday that's festival like what, what what happens at this thing is this like anime or it's anime i mean you can dress however you want really most people do like holiday themed stuff but uh, the big thing is anime because our population is full of weeaboos mm. for some reason uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah it's mostly an anime thing we have people from all over the world who come in for it I do like cosplay 
I like when people are creative that way. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool, and I like sort of the the openness of that kind of community that, like, you can really do whatever you want. Like, like I like seeing the clever ones where they sort of, like, gender swap characters. Yes. Where girls will go as, like, male characters, but they sort of, like, redesign their outfits to be sort of, like, uh, yeah. more feminine and stuff. Like, I, I find that really neat. And obviously the robot things. I mean, like, my favorite is just the, <laughs> any technical thing where it comes to, like, people who build their own Iron Man suits or that one dude who builds those huge ones, like, the there's a dude who made like a working fucking um, Hulk Buster armor. Did you ever see that? Yes, dude, that is insane. I those people blow my mind because they literally do it for conventions. Yes, <laughs> I mean at some point in my life, I still want to make my Circuit and Breaker show mm-hmm. and. When I see these people who put all this work into their outfits just so they can walk around a bunch of nerds, it's like, dude, film this stuff. Like, put this in a show. Like, when I watch, you know, like the new Marvel movies, I just find it distracting that the whole thing is a cartoon. Yeah. When there's super talented people out there, like, look, I get it. Obviously, they, there's certain things they can't do, like being in a giant Hulkbuster armor for real. It's like, it's going to be kind of restrictive and you're not going to be able to, like, jump around and stuff. Yeah. But it's still cool that it's there. I mean, like, because you can still do all the shots where it's just standing around and maybe you still just use CGI for the scene where the thing flips or flies in the air but then you still have an actual thing on set. It's a big difference man. When I watch like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films like I know you know he turns to CGI when he starts swinging his webs around but he's real the rest of the time and it really makes a big difference when then when you watch like the Tom Holland ones and he's like CGI like 90% of the time. Yeah he's like CGI when he's just standing there. Yeah. (laughs) It's like why is this a CGI shot? Like it's just so weird. Oh it definitely Anyway, do you dress up for these uh, conventions? Yeah, I mean, I, I used to. I kind of gotten out of it, mostly out of pure laziness. But mm. yeah, no, I would dress up. Did you put work into it, or do you just kind of go yes, as like... I a- actually put work into it. I uh, went as um, Hunk from Voltron Legendary Defender. A big brown Hawaiian dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're cheating. Yes, I am. But it works out great, and the girls love it. So you know what? That works out for me. Hey, man, listen. I've heard I've heard stories of these these conventions. I don't know. I've never been around a lady. They make me nervous. <laughs> but I've been told that uh, it's like some uh, carnal festival of uh, the kind of thing that the king of hell would be into. Put it that way. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, look, we got to listen to another song, man, and then we'll uh, we'll keep chatting. So I got a cool one here from Alphabot. All right, and it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters and the $25 Club. We're talking about Honeybeard, Tim Carlton, Johnny Five, and Kempson. And uh, you're going to dig this track. This is Stereophonic by Alphabot.
and that was Alphabot with the track Stereophonic. That's a cool one, and it was uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. Cool cats like Martin Larby, Blake Peterson, Ken Juru, and Ken Juru. <laughs> Whoops. And uh, speaking of awesome patrons, we are back here with the cool Jose Arbello. Patron extraordinaire. You know, this is the time of year where I like to thank all the awesome people who support Beyond Synth and keep the lights on, because this show would not uh, exist right now if it wasn't for awesome people like Jose Arbello. Hi. Hello. We're just talking about conventions and dressing up like stuff. So do you always try and find a costume that sort of works with your your actual identity? So, yeah, mostly because people, like, appreciate it because you don't really see, like, a person of color character cosplay too often. Maybe this is me being, like, uh, optimistically naive or whatever, but I've always felt like the cosplay community is one that's pretty open. Yes and no. Okay, tell me about it. Because, I, I mean, I've seen talented people who are like like a black dude and he like he dresses up and has a really awesome Wolverine costume and yeah. like people aren't going like he shouldn't be doing that like it's just like it's a cool costume and like yeah. do you know what I mean but maybe I'm am I being naive here you're not being naive you're you're, you're blessed because if you spend a certain amount of time it becomes part of the territory where you will run into the people who are like you can't do that you're not the right color or something like that oh boo <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how I would react if there was a nerd who would who would like criticize a cosplay because like half the time some of the costumes are like the whole point is like it's really bad yes where someone will come out and they just have like a bag on their head and be like i'm sonic the hedgehog or whatever and people <laughs> still post a picture of it online because it's funny or like you know like a big fat guy in a diaper or something <laughs> you won't see like the, the bad side in person usually all of that is like relegated to like online discourse which um i'm thankfully avoid yeah like when you actually go to a convention man it's all love except when you see a guy get like broken up with by his girlfriend on the spot that sucks but uh (laughs) (laughs) get pretty bad (laughs) you ever just like walk down a hotel hallway and you just see a guy crying outside his hotel room man now is that because they were broken up or is it a dude who had a crush on a girl and then like she rejected him one of the best part it's both oh like he had a crush on a girl he went there with his girlfriend tried to hit on another girl and then got lost both of them so you'll see that you'll see variations of the scenario separated like all of that happens at a convention <laughs> and it's, it's such a glorious meltdown <laughs> It reminds me, I don't know if this story is appropriate, but there's just a certain vibe you get when you know someone's breaking up. And I remember there was this uh, this couple when I was in college because I made up a song because as we walked by and it was this uh, it was this white dude and a black girl and they were having this clearly a breakup conversation. And as I walked by, I was just with one of my buddies and I started singing this like interracial breakup. And it was like... <laughs> <laughs> Because we knew that's what was happening. (laughs) And ever since then, I've had the interracial breakup song in my head, and I've never needed it again, because I've never come across one, like, live. Until today! Yeah. Well, it sounds exciting. So, like, when you go to these uh, conventions, are you doing, like, the stay-at-the-hotel deal? More often than not, yeah, unless, like, I just happen to live really close, and that's, like, maybe, like, one or two conventions. Mm. But for the most part, I'll stay at the the host hotel. That would have been us at uh, Rhode Island. Neon Rhode Island. Neon uh, Retro. Yeah, I was going to that one. And when I got canceled, I was, like, heartbroken, because it was happening around my birthday weekend, actually. Oh, that sucks, man. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't surprised 
when like lockdowns and cancellations started happening. Yeah. So like I never actually bought any tickets. I never bought plane tickets or anything because I'm like, I'm going to wait this out. I remember like I, I literally went to a show. It was playing. I was like Honeybeard and Exile and, and uh, who else? Some other people were playing and Neon Fox. He just bought like all these plane tickets. Oh. And they were talking about how like, uh, yeah, God, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And I'm like, I don't think it's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I say I was going, but I technically never bought any tickets because I was like, you know what? I'll just let this play out. And then if things like resolve themselves, I'll, I'll pick up tickets, you know, in like June or something. But well, you are. Uh, you definitely went out this time. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of those things where winning is losing or whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> winning is losing and losing is winning. Yeah. It's too bad. It would have been uh, It would have been a cool thing to see everybody. Because I feel like a lot of people were going. Like, there's just a general excitement about this year that has been completely extinguished. <laughs> it was <Yes>. so... <laughs> such a dumb year. Anyway, look. Uh, how about this? Let's play another song and then we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll say goodbye to Jose. How about that? That sounds good. All right. So let's listen to this one. This is Cat Temper from the album More Than a Feline and I just really dug the the sound of this one. I love this this bass line. Fucking Anyway, look, you're you're going to like it, all right? And it is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We're talking about Ashley Keegan with the 2049, Badge Mickelson with the 1986, and the Buchelman sisters, Sarah and Rachel Buchelman with the 1985, and Murat with the 1984. You guys are all awesome. And now let's check out this track. This is Cat Temper with Claws Out featuring Jennifer Mar Coleman. Maybe I'm just Maybe I Maybe I'm just Just like Maybe I'm just like
And that was Claws Out by Cat Temper featuring Jennifer Mar Coleman. And that is a cool track from the album More Than a Feline. And just like all the other Cat Temper albums, every track seems to be some sort of a cat pun. And uh, I'm fine with it because uh, I like cats. And, uh, and it was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $15 Club. There's Prophet of Jupiter, Six Mil, Gus Velichek, who I guess is, this is the crossover month where he's, uh, he's still on the Patreon and he's a PayPal. And Hampus ML and Chatterack. And we have been chatting with patron extraordinaire Jose Arbello. Uh, is there anything you want to say? Man, want to say? Well, I do want to say uh, I want to thank you for all the work that you do, man, because uh, definitely this the show has really been there for me over the years. And uh, man, just really like helped me like get connected with a community I didn't really know existed. So I really thank you, man. I'm also developing a fast acting COVID test. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very inadequate when I know people are doing work that's way more important than what I do. And so, <laughs> wait, well, hey, man, look, I'm glad uh, if if what I do provides any any sort of value to people who are uh, need something stupid to listen to. I think that's uh, that's always been my goal, is to make this show as uh, silly and as uh, easy to listen to as possible. Well, you succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, listen. It's lovely to talk to you. Uh, I was going to say, people should check out Jose Arbello at Bandcamp. Uh, <laughs> One day, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's rare for people to be connected with the synthwave scene who don't also have a project of some kind. <laughs> Yes, I, I've noticed that every time I go to a show. <laughs> yeah. It's like anybody you meet, they're like, oh, you should check out my SoundCloud. And it's like, yeah, I should. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what will I? I mean, look, I'm bad enough checking people's SoundCloud when they actually send me the email with the SoundCloud. <laughs> so, like, if you think I'm going to do it from memory because I bumped into you at a bar, like, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> that's why they got to hand you a card. Yeah, that's true. I still have a whole box of cards. I had this awesome idea this year for a viral marketing campaign. The fact that COVID and touching surfaces and stuff like doesn't work. It's like, oh, it it literally killed my entire plan. What I wanted to do was like leave mix CDs everywhere that like people would find and it'd be like cool music or whatever. And it would just be synthwave tunes. But then in between tracks, it'd be like, you know, telling people like go to beyondsynth.com or whatever. Make it like a thing where people find it and think they found it. And maybe there's porn on it. <laughs> oh, man. It's just some music. Because I, I thought it'd be funny to like leave like USB sticks around. Because like, I'm the kind of guy who like if I find something like that, I would bring it home and look to see yeah. like oh what's on here like I'm a curious kind of dude like whenever people like put their computers on the lawn to like throw out and stuff like I'll take them and bring them home and turn them on and like plug a monitor in and be like did they leave their files on here like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a kind of a curious guy that way and so I thought uh, it'd be a funny thing to do, like leave things around so that people find them and put them in their computer. But then people were like, but what if they think like there's a virus on it? I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. But then a CD wouldn't have a virus, right? Like you can't get a virus from a CD, can you? I mean, a CD can still... <sighs> like it can still have an EXE file, I guess, yeah. but it's not the same as plugging in a USB. I feel like a USB is... It can like activate on entry, can't it? Or am I thinking of movies? Well, normally, even with a USB, like when the computer detects it, the driver, it'll still work what you want to do with it so unless like they've found some way to make it a kickstart automatically upon detection probably not yeah i think i'm thinking of movies you know like where like they put the stick in and then all of a sudden like a skull and crossbones like appears on the screen and they're like oh shit they're in like normally it requires a bit more user error yeah <laughs> <laughs> User, that was the other guy that was playing. Ah, there you go. <laughs> at that show. And I think some lady called Melodica. Is that her name? 
Anyways, listen here, Jose Arbello. You're a cool guy. Oh, thank you. And uh, I hope you have a lovely evening. We, we talked for a little bit before we hit record. You said something about getting a, an awesome video card to play Cyberpunk, so I hope that all works out for you. Thank you. Pretty much everyone's pretty excited about Cyberpunk, so I feel like that might be the, the GTA 5 of uh, this podcast for a while with everybody talking about uh, about that game. I'm always listening, so I'll, I'll hold you to that. Yeah. So we'll see. I just got to figure out now where the hell I'm going to... Is it, am I going to get it for my super noisy PlayStation 4? Am I going to try and find some sucker to sell me their Xbox for like 10 bucks? We'll see. <laughs> it's all yeah, very exciting. <laughs> anyway, listen, you take care, man. Hey, you too, and thanks again. Yeah, cheers, buddy. Cheers. And that was my chat with Jose Arbello. He's just an awesome patron and supporter uh, and just an all-around cool guy. So uh, I really appreciate uh, Jose's support and uh, uh, happy he's out there doing uh, good work. Then I did a head nod there that you guys couldn't see. And, of course, uh, that segment was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We're talking about Mads Baron Christensen, Retro Serenade, and we will never forget the immortal Chris Celia Lane. And uh, how about this? Let's listen to a few more songs, and then we'll go chat with Power Rob. So uh, I got a cool one here from Black Light, B-L-A-K. L-I-G-H-T. That's how it's spelled. It's kind of got like a new wave sort of vibe and uh, and I dig it. And uh, I think you guys will uh, will dig it too. I'm trying to think. Do I have another thing to say? I think I do. Oh yeah, I had a message to read from one of my patrons. But we'll, uh, we'll get to that, man. How about we just listen to this track? This is Black Light with Isolation.
And that was Isolation by Blacklight. And that is a cool track, and that was uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $10 Club, okay? We're talking about Fraser Davidson, Blonde John, Pack, Catstronaut, Lucas Smith. Wait, no, Catstronaut 84. See, I can read. Lucas Smith, Energon Cubes, Slade, Watch Clark, and Neverman. Hey, Neverman's got a album out. Go check it out, okay? I have a message here from patron uh, Alex Seligson. He's a cool guy. We mentioned him earlier. He says, Hey Andy, how are things in the old Great White North? I was trying to get to sleep but that new The Midnight song Neon Medusa is cruising laps in my head. I figured I'd message you about it because it's partially your fault. You introduced me to The Midnight, along with dozens of other phenomenal synthwave artists. And hey, you know what else is phenomenal? Cool music. All joking aside, I wanted to thank you for doing all that you do. I think you've built something with Beyond Synth that is incredibly unique and special. The podcast not only showcases great music and is a platform for oftentimes criminally underappreciated artists, but it also gives us fans a little peek behind the neon curtain in the form of your unique and truly superb artist interviews. I feel like... (laughs) Okay, I swear to Christ, somebody else wrote this, and this isn't just me doing PR. (laughs) Andy Last is a really cool guy, and his wit and witticisms will uh, guide you through many late nights and late drives as he serenades you with awesome music and hilarious anecdotes. Beyond synth, five stars. All right, so where am I? Okay, uh, all joking aside, okay, the podcast not only showcases great music, blah, 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 blah. Uh, words cannot express how much I appreciate you and what you offer to your audience. Your creativity and zest is pumped up to the max, my man. I'm beyond excited to see where you go with Andy's spaceship. I laughed so hard during the first episode that a little pee came out. Could have been from laughter, could have been from bladder incontinence. Who's to say? What a weird thing to write. Jeez, I gotta get to sleep. Thanks for everything, Andy. Love you, buddy. Alex. Well, thanks, Alex. Alex, and you're a cool guy. And thank you uh, so much for supporting the show. I haven't actually listened to the new in the midnight music because I heard it was like exclusive to Amazon. And I am an Amazon Prime member. Does that mean I have access to that? Or do I also have to sign up for some fucking like Amazon music service? You let me know, man, because I, I haven't heard any of this stuff. Maybe I'll just message one of these fools and say, send me the album, man. I'm too cheap to buy it. <laughs> Uh, how about this? Let's uh, listen to another track. Uh, what do we got here? We got a track from Absinthe. A lot of synth pop today we're playing. Uh, Absinthe from the album Retropolis. Bunch of uh, good ones on there. It's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters and the $10 Club. I'm talking about Pudnuts, Joshua Winter, Pump Action Foreskin, Albion Algorithm, Gary Heather, Knight of Ducks, Andrew Benson, The Patch Bay, Barry007, Matthew Lister, Tristan Waits, Skunk Raider, Will Lowe, and Polly Digital. You guys are all awesome. And now, speaking of awesome, let's listen to this track by Absinthe. This is Long Island featuring Kay Kiernan.
And that was Absinthe with Long Island featuring Kay Kiernan from the album Metropolis. And that was uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. I'm talking about IP68, and I am talking about Binkley. Damn it. You guys are cool. So how about this? Let's go chat with Power Rob. I just think, do I have anything else to say? Oh, oh, I'll remind you at the end of the show. We need more trivia games. So if you guys listen to the show, you know the family episodes have uh, recently been sort of trivia focused, and I plan to keep it that way for a while. And so it's fun to have listener-submitted trivia games. And so far, Artificial, a Patreon supporter, has sent in two games that we're going to play. And so if you listen to the shows, you'll see we usually have a format of a question with four multiple-choice answers. That seems to be the, the format that works best. For, for doing these sort of quiz kind of game show things on a podcast. And so if you have any trivia ideas, please send them to beyondsynthsubmissions at gmail.com because we will play all of the games that get sent to us. So keep that in mind. And on that note, let's go. Oh, and another thing I just realized, which is hilarious. So this conversation with Power Rob, we, we do talk a lot about COVID and stuff. And you know, I always talk on this show about how I'm, re- I'm really disorganized and distracted and I can never tell who's who in terms of synthwave artists. I never know their names and how it matches up with their artist name and their Facebook profiles and their Twitter names and stuff. And so I never know who anybody is. So it turns out, and I only made this connection after I talked to Rob was that he was the Facebook account I was following in the early days of the pandemic because he was like sharing information about what was going on and it was actually because of his updates that I ended up sort of getting a head start on doing a big food shop and getting some supplies because remember like before they announced that they were doing lockdowns and, and quarantines and things there was that mad rush where everyone was like buying toilet paper and all that stuff and everyone was doing it at the same time and uh, I remember it was actually thanks to him and his updates that I ended up doing a shop you know weeks before the rush because I was like oh you know this looks pretty bad and in actual fact in this conversation I had with Rob where I talked about how I, I went to a show there was that show with user and and um, exile and honeybeard and I was talking to people and and no one seemed to be taking it seriously and I was like you know no I think this is I think this is going to be kind of like serious and it was all because of of reading Rob's post and so it was it was very useful. So I just thought I'd point that out because I should have said it to him when we chatted but I literally didn't make the connection that he was the same guy. And that's how terrible I am at recognizing who people are. And now, you know what? That was too much talking. Let's listen to another song and then we will go chat with Power Rob because that's the way I do things here, all right? So how about Well, you know, here's a track from uh, Computronic from the album Lost and Found. This was sort of a concept album. It's like the soundtrack to some sort of cheesy like science fiction comedy movie from the 80s. There's all these like movie scenes they they act out and then a song plays. Like I'm not going to play you any of the movie stuff. I'm going to play you the track I liked. But if you check it out, it's like a whole sort of uh, package, all right, from Computronic and uh, this track is called Feels Like Home by Computronic. <laughs>
right, and that was Computronic with the track Feels Like Home from the album Lost and Found. And uh, if you need uh, something fun and silly to listen to, you go check out that album because it's like a whole fake movie with like scripted scenes and all this stuff and these sort of music interludes and stuff. So go check it out. It's, uh, it's a cool thing. And now, <laughs> now let's go chat with Power Rob. All right. Well, I'm here right now with Power Rob. How's it going, man? Pretty good. How you doing? I'm doing all right. So explain, what is Power Rob? One of the main projects I work with, Megatronics. The other half of that is also is named Rob. It's two of us. Back in the day, we did a lot of collaborations in uh, these events called the 98 Rock All-Star Jams. And uh, I made a joke one day. He's more of uh, an extreme metal kind of guy. I was more of a power metal rock kind of guy. So I referred to myself as Power Rob and referred to him as uh, Dark Rob. And that is the names we now use in Megatronics. And uh, when I began working with... Um, Aztec Records, um, which by the way, uh, Lau says hi. She made a point to tell me to tell you to say that. <laughs> yeah, she's really great. Yeah. But yeah, we were figuring out a name, and I've been using Power Rob with Megatronics for a while and just working with uh, the other Rob for, uh, I would say, a couple of years. So, what the hell were you talking about with 98 Rock? Oh, yeah. So, 98 Rock is uh, one of the major rock stations in the area, it's one of the big FM radio uh, stations here. And they would do an event every few months where they would take uh, select artists from the community to do collaborations for these events kind of for like for charity and whatnot and so Robbie and I we had been enough in the scene where we find ourselves doing a lot of these all-star performances we did uh, Love Gun by Kiss together Dio uh, a couple other songs and we just kept finding that we had a lot of fun working together and uh, now he's the drummer for Thrill Killer which is uh, one of my other main projects and then we built Negatronics together but uh, yeah those are fun Uh, some of them get pretty wild there was one winter in 2012 where we did a Bohemian Rhapsody finale I happened to have coincidentally had a leotard on hand for that one Uh, I was pretty cold but it was worth it uh, it was december in baltimore but uh these things get pretty crazy okay so how many projects are you connected with here uh at the moment two main projects throw color megatronics those guys and um now power rob and then i just do collaborations with different guys in the community i did one with elevate the sky recently i worked with daniel ipolito off and on but i would say if you count those guys like main projects i'd say three uh, and then various collaborations. So wait a second. If you're uh, out in the cold in a leotard, that's got to be uh, embarrassing on the old. Uh... Well, thankfully, it was very. Uh, it was very. It was a black leotard. Uh, and it was, <laughs> it was pretty, it's pretty forgiving. Uh, it's, it, it definitely uh, hides a lot. It was from a, this rock opera I did around that time called Valhalla. I had to cut. I would say about 30, 40 pounds for that that damn outfit, and I happened to just have it laying around. And uh, I was like, oh, queen, okay, let's do it. But yeah, I think I, I was over the fear by the point December rolled around because of that event. Wait, we have to cut all this weight to fucking get into the damn leotard. Like, were you on like a crash diet? Yeah, I back then did not know much about dieting. I just knew that carbohydrates were bad. Mm. And so I just cut them all out for about three months. And it worked. Uh, a lot of headaches and all that, but uh, just chicken and um, green beans. And just tons of that and maybe a bag of small bag of popcorn here and there. But that that was worth it. That gig there was this big rock opera renaissance in the region. Wait, so where are you? Baltimore, sorry. Okay. It was weird how that started. I, I got hit up by a buddy of mine. He was like, Hey, 
there's a company called the Baltimore Rock Opera Society and they're putting on this power metal opera. You should, you know, show up. And I didn't do acting before. And so I was like, all right, fine, I'll show up, you know, do some stuff. And I'm not it from the world of acting. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pop rock metal dude. And uh, next thing I know, like I show up, I do some singing and whatnot. And I did not know what I was auditioning for, but I found out days later I got the lead role. And so like, I'm, I'm like adapting with this crazy show. I didn't quite know how big it was until like really the week of. And I was like, hey man, you want to help with some, do you need help with ticket sales? And like, oh, everything's sold out. Wait, what? What did I get into? <laughs> and so I remember during the cold read, now I was like reading this script with everybody and at the end of it they're like yeah uh, my character's armor is torn off quote unquote revealing the most epic leotard ever seen and I was like wait what what am I doing <laughs> you know <laughs> like terrified me and um, so that's why I had that guy laying around uh, yeah, that event was absolutely bonkers uh, it was giant classical theater uh, I'm like fighting Loki and Odin with high notes and also, this stuff's going down, and uh, I had like a bra thrown at me in a theater, like all this crazy stuff. And it was like, before all that, again, I'm like, my idea of a party is like hanging out with my cat and stuff, playing video games after a gig or something. So like, I, I was not ready for that kind of scale. But after that, yeah, doing a gig like the All Star Jam, I was that was not nearly as terrifying. You toughen up once you do a gig like that. Like they put you through those guys put you through some wild stuff. Like two years later, I got an email from the same company, and they're like, hey man. We got hit up by PNC Bank. They gave us this big grant to work with the City Symphony, the Concert Artists of Baltimore. And I was like, whoa, you got a symphony? Yeah, could you like do some stuff in Vahello in the big finale here? Next thing I know, I've got like a laser guitar sword and we're not really rehearsed much. Thankfully it worked, but like <laughs> I'm like sweating bullets backstage with a Red Bull. Like what's going on? Oh, by the way, there's an opera choir backing you up. Oh, professional opera singers. So like no mistakes. Good to know. All right, let's go up. So that kind of world, I, I happen to have because of those guys, this wealth of like over the top props and actors and stuff. And that's how a lot of the music films, a lot of my projects uh, do uh, are mainly thrill killer come into being. Like I'll just be hit up one day. Hey man, there's this theater company that makes these special costumes. They have to get rid of a bunch of 80s sci-fi costumes in this warehouse. And did you want any? Yeah, I'll be right back. I'll call my guys. Yo, bring the truck. I got something for more music videos. <laughs> Once I got into Synthwave, it was like, I have all of this stuff, all these contacts and stuff. I saw Kung Fury years ago. And so in 2017, I was like, well, let's start trying to hop into some of that. So um, if Power Up does well enough, I've got the, I, the, I've got the team... Uh, you know, lined up. I'd love to bring some of that to there, but otherwise, uh, yeah, that's a, I guess, kind of a crash course in some of the all that Rob stuff going on. One of my favorite things to do on this show is uh, not do any research. So it was only this morning that I realized, like, oh wait, he's Megatronics because you had sent me. I think it was you yeah. who sent me the album before, and. This is one of the rare occasions. I'm going to play this track again because I played it on the show before. I don't often play covers. That's not a thing I like to do. But the the Megatronics cover of Burning in the Third Degree is great. Oh, thank you. You guys did a great job. It's actually... I don't know if this is like a sacrilege thing to say, but I think I like it better than the original. Because like, what I like about the original in the movie Terminator is the sound design they do to the song... Because, you know, like, you'll see Arnold walks in and then Sarah Connor ducks right at the moment that he would have seen her. Yeah. And then and then the song sort of echoes a bit, but that's like movie sound design. That's not in the actual track itself. Mm. And that's always been my favorite part of, of that, that sequence in Terminator when it does the, it's like, you got me burned, but then it echoes and it trails oh, yeah. off right at the moment that Arnold turns and looks and misses. I love that part of the movie. It's one of my favorites, too. It's, it's so well executed. Uh, I definitely agree there. Honestly, I'd never actually really listened to... Well, fuck this hold on we're gonna play the song and then we'll come back yeah. all right so this is uh this is megatronics uh with a cover of uh, tawny kane and the triangles track burning in the third degree uh let's do it
right, and that was Megatronics with Burning in the Third Degree, a uh, cover of the Tawny Kane and the Triangles track. And I'm here right now with, uh, do you say your name is Robert? Can I call you Robert or Rob? You could. You- the reason I used Rob, I discovered years ago that there was a famous blues singer named Robert Bradley and uh, and the Blackwater Surprise. And so I was like, I guess I'm Rob now. So that's kind of how much I care about either or. Okay. I felt weird coming back and saying I'm with Power Rob again. But I, look, yeah, sure. I'm with Rob, all right? And uh, and he's also uh, Power Rob and connected to all these other projects. And, uh, and yeah, so that was that. So now it's all sort of coming together here. I say this a lot on the show, the same sentence. But like my Synthwave playlist is like 40 days worth of music so my brain can't handle all this information i think i was reading somewhere like some science thing where it's like literally like your brain can't handle more than like 12 things and then like it shuts down and i've got like thousands of artists that i just so i just completely forget who's who and then they've got aliases and there's their real name and then there's their facebook name which is a weird version of their actual name and then you know there's anyway so i don't know what my point was how's it going pretty good I, it's funny it happens every once in a while with me too like i remember i was working with uh whenever i like, bump into somebody who i apparently know on facebook who number one uses some sort of like changed version of their name and then number two all their photos are like cartoons and stuff yeah like part of me is kind of like oh man like I, I feel bad for a second like oh i didn't recognize who they were then i'm like wait a second why do i why should i recognize who they were like they're all anime photos like, yeah what's, <laughs> like, what's going on here like wh- why should i care <laughs> like come on yeah i have that problem too because when people message me in chat and so like when I end up talking to them sometimes, there's been a few occasions where I, I, I find out later, like, oh, fuck, like, we talked before, like, or we had, like, this big conversation, because I'll talk to anybody, like, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not on the stupid Facebook as much anymore, because they changed that stupid layout, and it fucking sucks, man. I saw your post about it, actually, fun fact, I have my own Facebook uh, issues that have happened this morning. I had been duking it out every once in a while with some people about the fact that a lot of people don't believe in uh, masks, hmm. and I've, I have some elaborate ways of kind of convincing them to change their minds and so i got a lot of, i guess the reports here and there and my account was finally in good standing because of all that then all of a sudden some guy starts attacking me in one of my groups which is a it's it's a fake group to pretend to be an anti-masker to then convince them to put masks on which has worked quite well <laughs> this yeah and this this guy um it's it's quite elaborate this guy did not realize it was a bait group hmm. and so he started attacking me verbally and i tried to give him like a wink wink like i'd be like hey hey you you've been muted I, i'll why would i mute if i could just get rid of you it's because i'm actually on your side right and so i get my comment reported and it was for the wrong reasons i i, I the guy was like why are you gonna mute me were you scared and i was like oh i could just kick you well, obviously that means I'm going to kicking as in remove you from the group. Well, the Facebook algorithm thought I was threatening to kick him. Oh. Yeah, now I'm ban- <laughs> I'm I'm banned for 30 days. I can't do anything because I responded with, well, maybe I could just kick you. That was me trying to be nice. Like, dude, I could just do that. So I messaged a stranger at night. Did you just report my comment? I'm on your side, Einstein. And he's like apologizing. I'm sorry, man. Like, I just, I, I, you did a really good job. I, yes, I know. That's the point of the group. And so that was like morning. It was like, oh, man, like I didn't even do anything bad. Like I was just... Just telling the guy, yo, I'm on your side. And he's like, oh, I feel awful about this. It's like, can we even revoke this? Like, even the guy that I was talking to is like, this is stupid. So, yeah, I feel you there. <laughs> that was my entire morning. Oh, that's hilarious. I'm not going to bother arguing with fools. But I, um, yeah. my issue is very simple. It's just it, before I post the show on my uh, on the Beyond Synth Facebook page, the whole reason, because I can tag artists in the post, and then they can choose whether they want to like or share or whatever. And that's, you know, the way it works. Right. But for some reason now, I think people aren't seeing the notifications. And I'm not seeing notifications for when people tag me and stuff. Because before it would be like, you know, Johnny posts. Uh, uh, tagged Beyond Synth in a in a post, and if I clicked that, 
it would bring me to their post so that I could like or share it. Right? Ah, right. Yeah, yeah. Now it doesn't. So now it's like it shows the thing and it's just like, hey, this guy mentioned your, your podcast. I'm like, oh, cool. And then when I click on his link, it just brings me to my Facebook page. And I'm like, what? Uh, I, yeah, I, that, I know. I hate that. You know, another thing that happens, too, is when you're in a comment thread that's like a big one. Lately, it's been changed to where, like, if someone responds to you and you click it, a lot of times you actually don't see the comment they're responding to, just the post itself. And it's like, yeah, you know, you miss that, too. I just that seems like a regression. Well, that seems like a mistake. Yeah. Like, uh, hopefully it gets fucking resolved because it's frustrating because, like, I hate Facebook. Yeah. So I only use it basically for the messenger and for like business, I guess, you know, for the podcast. And so I kind of only respond to notifications. Like when people tag me, like that's because I don't really look at my home feed anymore. I don't like it. Yeah. And so now I can't even do that with like the very little of like, look, I want to at least acknowledge, you know, you want to acknowledge if someone tags you in something like I want to be like, you know, acknowledge that I was tagged if it's something nice. Yeah. And uh, I can't even fucking do it. It's so stupid. Because I guess we're on the same boat about how much you dislike Facebook. There is one thing I... I did do years ago that um I yeah I made semi public. It was one gag that uh I took part in and I did leave a breadcrumb trail that it was a gag, but years ago before they announced the new Marvel the Marvel movie Infinity War, I thought, well, if I make a fan page now, it might explode over the next few years. So I did that. I made on the post and inside of it I said, you know, it's unofficial, we're not Marvel. Mm. People kept hitting me up thinking I was. And so I just gave up and I started just pretending I was. You know, it's acted like Marvel's just some dude in a basement and he's just one guy that makes all the movies and he's really rude to people because <laughs> I would leap, put it very obvious that I'm not Marvel and people are like, oh, hey, man, do you have the script? And I'd be like, some guy from like, it's like some other country, like he was like China or something. He's like, hey, man, what happens in the movie? It's like three years out. And so I was like, all right, you look like somebody I could trust. Hold on. Let me look around real quick. I got the script. Hold on. All right, I got it here. So what do you want to know about the movie? Can you keep a secret? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, hold on. Let me look. Well, how similar... Because I've never read the comic, so I don't know. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of changes in their adaptations to, like, the, the movie universe, but yeah, I wonder how much stuff is actually the same. I've never bothered to do a comparison. A lot changes. There's a lot of stuff in the comics that wouldn't translate well, but we had guy... Like, one guy kept hitting up all of my posts with a selfie of himself in the car titled Kingpin. Because he wanted, I guess, a role. And so I was like, all right, man. So do you want a role? Yeah, this is the place to go to. And I was like, yeah, that's how it works. Uh, so um, <laughs> when the movie came out, I made a big post. Because it was a candy land for me. I was like, fine, guys, it's in the profile. It says I'm not the real deal. But fine, screw it. Yeah, I'm him. So I was like, all right, buddy. If this post gets uh, 900, it was like it was 500 likes. I will prevent Captain America from dying in the movie. It's like a week out. Yeah. So people are like liking the crap out of this post. <laughs> they got to a hot 500. So I said, all right, guys. So here's step two. If Cap doesn't die, someone else has to die in exchange. That's just how it works. I can't. I got my constituents. So who you vote has to die. Hmm. And they voted for Vision. Well, that movie's been out for two years. So whatever. That's exactly what happened in the film. Vision died. Cap did not. Yeah. It's like, now all of a sudden, I looked super legitimate now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm in the movie theater. My mouth is just wide open. Like, oh, my God. People are like, thank you, Marvel. Yeah, no problem. I got yeah. your back. You know, <laughs> I, the moral of the story to me is, is one, you have a lot of energy. And two, people are <laughs> fucking stupid. I got so tired of the post. Like, hey, man, you Marvel. It, it says I'm not. Well, yeah, man. I'm him. I'm Marvel. <laughs> Screw it. Well, look, man, listen, I want to listen to some more music, yeah. all right? So let's let's dive into some Power Rob. You just put out, like, a, a little, what do you call these things? An EP. All right, this is a little EP, and uh, there's some fun tracks on here, and we're going to listen to this one right now. It's called Runaway by Power Rob.
with the track Runaway, and I'm here right now with Power Rob, a.k.a. Rob, a.k.a. Robert, a.k.a. Half of Megatronics, a.k.a. Marvel. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Mar- I call myself Mr. Marvel, like some gangster guy. I'm Mr. Marvel, hey, I'm the guy, but yeah, that was a long time ago. I can now talk about it because, uh, screw it, Facebook's on my bad side. So yeah, I, I, that was a big joke of mine. But, uh, are you like a young guy or are you like on Coke? What's your deal? Ah, uh, good point. Actually, uh, I'm on uh, something close to it. Uh, I'm trying a new beverage off called uh, Ugly Energy Water. I've been doing a lot of fasting lately, and it's one of the only things I can have that is fasting friendly, but it's also uh, got about, what, 160 grams of caffeine. So I don't know why they call it ugly, but when I saw it on my feet, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm interested. Does this taste like crap? All right, let's try it. And to be honest, it tastes good. Are you like a regular faster? I, I did for... Um, uh, Thrill Killer had a music film series I, I t- hinted about earlier. Our first music video 
had some music film elements and the second one we made like a full-blown 80s time cop kind of thing like with bad puns uh we had deloreans uh actors all that stuff and so in order to i wanted to get like 80s action shapes so i started like, messing with like you know fasting and like all that stuff and like the third one we released a teaser where i used a power glove with a stick that with leds to punch a dude into last week and all that so i was like writing the storyboards and i was like all right i gotta get a trainer so like that was a lot of what i had to do is get ready for that gig and after that it was like it's not too bad it makes you feel sharper and um losing weight's not bad yeah that's something i gotta do i'm not a big guy i just got a belly because i'm like an old man now and so like i i ate a lot of bad food i feel there but i'm like a skinny guy hmm. so it just looks stupid because some people <laughs> like if they're already like thicker people like they can get away with a belly because it's like they're thicker anyways but like for me it just looks dumb i, I just don't have the uh the motivation or the uh the ugly energy water to power me through it yeah i want to tell people it's just that this gonna be more interesting to tell me it was just ugly energy water Okay, so this fucking... So you've got this anti-mask group... Oh, yeah. ...with the purpose of being subversive. So, like, what's the operation? Do you have, like, a character, like, come around to masks? Like, how does it... Well, I have short-term and long-term plans for this. I haven't had the chance to really do this kind of stuff. Like, once shows canceled because of the virus, mm. like, I worked on recording stuff as much as I could. I did, you know, my day job, which was teaching voice and all that online. But it, it meant that, like, I was kind of annoyed that people couldn't do something as simple as just put a mask on. Yeah. You know, I, I understand the whole lockdown thing. Like, yeah, we can't really afford to do it again. Fine. But in the flip side, if we can all agree that it's not viable to do again, then we have to agree to some sort of responsibility outside of, you know, I, I get the, the government, I would put a mask on understanding the science, even if they didn't tell me to do it, because I get the like, it helps prevent transmission. Mm. At the beginning of the pandemic, probably around January, I was trying my best to report what was happening in Wuhan. Like, I had my own podcast uh, on YouTube and stuff and whole like live streaming rig. And I had experts come on my show and stuff back when they were kind of suppressing things. And I thought, you know, with everything bad going on, I figured this was going to be a good opportunity for us to maybe find a common enemy. Like, th that would be the one thing I was looking forward to. You know, we could use the virus way to unite. And that did not happen. Yeah, it's a... <laughs> interesting how that works, eh? It's somehow they've everything is polarized. I'm waiting for the next thing because, like, so far it's all been like these sort of these big issues yeah. that all end up landing on one side or the other. And so I'm, I want more like the um, when it just has to get really stupid, like where like it'll be like bananas are now polarized, you know, whatever, you know, something yeah. has to happen because like it just keeps on going down the line where I keep on getting surprised where I'm like, oh fucking, this is a partisan issue, like what? Yeah, like this, this, and then it just keeps happening, and there's a new one, and so I'm waiting for the point where it's just like apples are fucking, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the one side's just gonna come down hard on uh, fucking lemons or something, like that's what I'm waiting for. I was talking to a friend, with this doctor I made friends with over all this. I told we were just we agreed that the only thing that we could possibly Possibly unite us at this point is maybe alien invasion and even that's a toss-up like at this point we can't even can't even guarantee that's going to unite us if that ever you know the hypothetical would happen well the problem would be in that situation if the aliens were friendly yeah then it would be a problem because then it would be like what side are the aliens you know what i mean like if yeah, they came, yeah. if they came like shooting lasers it would be instantly okay it's humans versus the aliens right and like that would be simple but it would be really complicated if they came in peace because then it would be like wait a second like and then it'd be like well they were here the whole time you know, yeah, like. yes. Yeah. So we have to make an addendum to that. Then uh, yeah. it would be if it would have to be Independence Day aliens versus yes, every single Godzilla alien who act like they're good guys at the beginning and then unleash a monster on us. So yes, it would have to be Independence Day ones. So I guess in my frustration, you know, the, I, I can't do gigs that much anymore, and I decided okay, at the minimum we have to combat 
this misinformation, mm. like at the minimum. And so over time, I started working on new methods. A lot of it was, yeah, just shutting people down. If it was a group where like people were using it for info about the virus, I felt like if I was around, yeah, I want to just, you know, use facts and, you know, debate these guys and just shut them down. But eventually I was like, you know, I think there are ways to actually get through to them, but you're not going to open a mind with a crowbar, as fun as that is sometimes. Mm. What I would focus on was stuff like, one, I would try to argue is like, a lot of times these guys need enemies. Like, they need something to fight against. Like, it, it makes the world more simple. It makes it easier to understand. And so, one tactic I would use was I would, for instance, um, I would bring up how half of the Reopen America accounts were by bots. And who put the bots out there? We don't know. So, I would say, give a hypothetical. Like, okay, if China suppressed the virus, I'm not saying China's the villain here at all, but I'm you know, saying, okay, if you need an enemy, then let's take a look at how much China profited from the virus and, and take a look at how Trump does not actually advocate against masks. If you look at all this, he doesn't say not use them. So, I, would, I point out, like, I would convince him of a new conspiracy. And the new conspiracy is... China is trying to make sure we take masks not seriously enough to weaken us as the sole economic superpower in order to take advantage of this. And it's obviously more nuanced than that. But at the end of the day, I want them to put a damn mask on. Yeah. <laughs> so that, 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 that's the point. Like, whatever I need to convince you of. And it will work sometimes. They'll thank me and, like, and then they'll want to add me. And I'm like, okay, let's not get that friendly. But like, that works sometimes. Uh, and the new one, this is kind of just out of curiosity. I, I haven't had time to really enact this one, but I got the URL for a, one of the major anti-mask groups and I or at least an anti-mask a major anti-mask URL and so if you click it you'll go to my group not aware that it's a trap right and so the trap is uh, summer, uh, cliff notes is I've been letting it grow I've been using other major anti-mask groups which I have infiltrated and they trust me now to then bring members into my fake group eventually we're going to reveal this weird Illuminati thing I'm going to come up with and like make it, yeah, like make it like another conspiracy on top of their conspiracy to scare them. And so like, it's going to be this big thing where like we reveal we're against masks, not because they don't work, but because they do work. Our brotherhood's been weakening the country from the outside in. Wait, should we be talking about any of this? I've had all of my anti-anti-mask stuff on my profile publicly. Okay. And they never look. Okay. We could title the episode. You guys are being fooled and like put the URL there. They will not look. So we're good. And if they do, we still win. It's funny. <laughs> totally good. My, hey, you might as well have fucking fun with it. Yeah. I've taken the opposite approach. Like, I've just, I am done with it. Like, I just see the stupidity of people and I'm like, fuck it, whatever, whatever. Mind you, I'm Canadian, so... Oh, lucky you, right? We still have that contingent here, like, I'm not going to lie, but it, everyone's kind of just wearing masks, and we are seem fine with it. Yeah, it's it's prime time down here. I, I even have a secret chat on here that people can jump into to <laughs> follow Christ. what I'm up to. I call it the, it's nicknamed <laughs> the, the Thunderdome VIP chat, and I show screenshots. Listen, I want to... Okay, look, we're going to listen to a track, okay? Yeah. Uh, uh, we're going to listen to this one. Uh, it's another one from the EP. It's called Strong by Power Run. So I'm heading down on sunset And the stars begin to fade And the streetlights start to flicker As the sun's reborn today I swear I had the strangest dream We were dancing on these streets You had your raping son and me I just kept moving my feet
That was strong by Power Rob, and I'm here right now with Power Rob yeah. <laughs> talking about setting up <laughs> fake Facebook groups to uh, convert anti-maskers by way of bizarre conspiracies. Hopefully, this is uh, entertaining for everybody out there. Uh, this is not—I probably wouldn't talk much about it if, unless I was not um, zucked for uh, 30 days. Yeah, I just don't fucking. I miss—I uh, miss the old days of uh, MSN Messenger. I'm an old man, you know, back when it was just chat. And there was no fucking news feed. Yeah, like I know people who are getting sort of uh, vortexed into uh, into these uh, these things. Then they start saying all the same shit. And whatever. I don't like uh, it. Frustrates me. This is a, this is a place of happiness, Power Rob. So how about this? Yeah. Tell the people about what's coming up. You got some shit. You got some stuff you're working on with someone. What are you doing? Yeah, I got I got some fun stuff on the way. Uh, so. Power Rob and Megatronics just got done filming some uh, HD live sets for Retro Future Fest. Those will be going on next month. And I'm also, I just got done releasing a song with uh, Scott, Elevate the Sky, called Soul Alive. Uh, we're also working on the Thrill Killer music film number three, Digital Desperado. We're just wrapping some music up for that. We definitely plan to do a full-length album for Power Rob, but right now it's just, you know, putting uh, Runaway out there. And But uh, yeah, there's always something fun coming up. The Thrill Killer practice space has been converted to a small studio, so well, we can't play live shows. I'll be tinkering in there on some material well uh listen we look forward to hearing more cool tunes and uh and i, I wish you all the best with your 
elaborate uh, fucking. <laughs> Once I can play live again, this all stops. Like I yeah, can't yeah. just. If the world's gonna be on a roller coaster to the apocalypse, I'm gonna make sure these guys are in the front row. I'm envious rep in Canada. Well, I mean, it's whatever. <laughs> the disparity is what's funny to me. So like, I'll look at the states, and then in Canada, it's like in the province I'm in. Like last week, one day it was like we had 400 cases, and then it was 500 cases, and then literally they're like, well, it looks like we're gonna have to shut everything down again. Yeah. And but that's cases. That's not even yeah, like not even death. There's all these websites because our kids are in school and there's all these websites tracking everything and like they literally freak out if it's like one person in the school gets a case then it's all like it's big deal right and so like we're we're taking it seriously I mean like seriously enough we had like this outbreak that was linked to a strip club and so they shut down the strip clubs uh, because like makes sense. there's like one strip club where like <laughs> they traced back like 100 or 200 cases or something like from fucking I'm over here like when you said that I'm like over here like oh wow you have, you have school again that's like where we are like oh you can actually have school like that's great over here it's uh we got too much of the plague running around but that yeah that's that's really protective like per lockdown that's actually a pretty low amount of cases you guys are really staying militant up there also too it's a the, the big boost was because of school I mean like we knew that was going to happen obviously yeah I'm fortunate because again like I can work from home so like whenever the kids get like sniffles or a cough like they have to come home yeah. and in fact I I waited in fucking two COVID lines uh, last week, which they're not doing anymore. I think they're doing it by appointment. But for a while there, you had to just go and line up at the hospital. Yeah. And since so many people need tests, the fucking lineups like went like around the building. You're like in line for like four hours just to get this fucking thing shoved up your nose. Mm. So they take it pretty serious. It's like if a kid gets a cough, they have to go home. And then if they have, like, two symptoms, you have to get tested and show that they were tested and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I mean, whatever. It is It is what it is. For some reason, it's a fucking polarizing issue. But, I mean, I just feel like, man, things could be a lot more normal if everyone just agreed to the damn masks things. Because yeah. everyone's just like, oh, they're shutting things down again. I'm like, yeah, but if, if everyone was wearing a mask, I know it's not 100%, but it's like, if we all were, that would really cut shit down. I mean, yes, you could still get it, but it's like, it's so much better if we fucking do the masks masks and fucking keep our distance and you know wash your hands like there and these aren't hard things to do oh it's easy i'm a, I'm a compulsive hand washer anyways i used to get paranoid with like meat preparation because i'm not like a great cook and so like when everyone started talking about salmonella there was like this one year where like salmonella became a huge topic yeah and then every commercial was all fucking lysol wipes to fucking wipe away chicken juice and so since then i've always been i'm always just kind of washing my hands especially when i'm cooking and stuff like i'm constantly washing just because like i don't want that chicken juice on me man <laughs> Chicken juice. Yes, yeah, that's uh, yeah, gross. I, I, there, there's, you know, there's been studies too. That every time there's a study that comes out about masks and SARS-CoV-2, it's always showing more benefits to wearing a mask. Like even initially it was shown that like a mask can prevent you know aerosolization from you from you to someone else. But now there's new studies that are showing that it can reduce the viral load you get. So if you do end up getting a case of it, it's less severe. So there's no negative. Dude, like this isn't even complicated science. It's like if you just take a fucking spray bottle and just like put a piece of cloth in front of it. Yep. Then there's less spray. And like I think the thing with uh, with SARS-CoV-2 is like it actually matters how much like you just said like the viral load. So like you, you can get like a big blast of it it actually is worse than getting a tiny blast of it. And so if you have a fucking barrier between you, yeah, you might still get some shit in your nose. But, like, if you got less, it's less. It's weird. Like, it, well, yes. Anyway, whatever. Look, I'm, I'm sure I've got some audience members right now that are like, fucking, fucking, you know, they're, they're going to get mad at me. So My body, my choice, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I might have two bingo cards that have all the predicted answers that I will show people and then fill out in front of them as they're doing it when they start giving me conspiracies. Hey, well, listen to me, man. My opinion's just as good as your opinion, all right? Yeah. Yep. 
So I don't know if that's in the that's the center card of the bingo or what. But CNN's I think it might be CNN. Uh, CNN's or Bill Gates, one of the two of them. Just, <laughs> those ones, you name it. Do your research. Uh, Yo, I also yes, have one. Damn, sorry, sorry. Do your research. That's the middle Ms. one. Sweden, usually with an additional e, it's misspelled. I put that on there. Like there's a bunch of them on there. I have a question. Oh God, I hate talking about this. Yeah. Does anyone ever use the comeback like you know whenever they use Sweden as an example and go like you know Sweden is like a fucking social democracy country, right? I mean like yeah. I feel like all the people who use Sweden as an example would not want to exist in what is the Swedish political fucking system. Yeah. If I was in charge of Facebook and Twitter, and I know this is like a bad to say, I would just delete so many fucking accounts and I would change the Facebook and Twitter algorithm to always promote art. Yeah. That's a big one. Like, that's what it would always promote. Put fucking politics down to, like, number fucking six or seven. So even if you're a political junkie and all you care about is politics news, whenever you boot up Facebook, the first four things are always going to be music, movies, you know, like, hey, like a new movie trailer, new music, blah, blah, blah. So you still have to scroll down to get it, even if that's what you love. Even if you tell the machine, I don't like art, it'll still throw art at you. Yeah, it would be nice, wouldn't it? Like, we can instead of posting, like, a meme in a a Synthwave group that gets a million posts or something like that, you could actually, I don't know, post actual media and then people would actually see it more uh that'd be cool that's a whole other issue like stuff that's not related to actually art gets better traction yeah uh, and same with but politics. that's the thing because they already know that like that just gets better traction anyways like things that make you mad make you click yeah. and it's just like well then why don't we fight that like we know we know that's human nature to click on stuff we don't like so just make it so every time you turn on the thing it's always art first yeah that's my fucking solution regard i don't even care like i don't care if like if all day all you want to do is watch fucking news clips. You always have to scroll through some art first. I think that would really fucking help the universe. That'd be, that'd be really enjoyable. I think it might be a renaissance for Synthwave because a lot of people can make a bunch of music from home. And then when live shows return, I think we're going to have a lot of people that, you know, we're going to have so much more material to put out there and perform with. It's one of the few, uh, I guess, silver linings to this. So um, you know, I yeah. appreciate it having me on. Uh, there'll be a lot more, especially since we really can't gig. Yeah, I definitely want I've always wanted to be on Beyond Synth. I appreciate you having me on and uh yeah uh it's definitely a fun time to be in the to be on online uh now i'm gonna have to be this is good I'm get, i get to detox from all this for about 30 days yeah <laughs> uh, so i'm looking forward to getting away from that all right man well listen you have a lovely day and uh take care and uh yeah man yeah yeah thanks a lot <laughs> right, cheers dude take care All right, and that was my chat with Power Rob. I hope you have a lovely day. If you get a chance, please check out Andy's Spaceship on YouTube. Uh, if you want to support Beyond Synth, you can go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth, or you can go to beyondsynth.com and click on the PayPal button. Oh, and if you have trivia you want to submit for the trivia shows, please do that. And that's it. God, there's so much stuff going on over here. Anyway, look, have a lovely day. Have a lovely rest of the week. I've been recording interviews all week, and I think I'm recording them all week next week as well. So there's uh, lots of guests coming up, a lot of new guests to the show as well. So I hope you guys enjoy that. And uh, I will talk to you next time on Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Thanks for If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it 
by going to patreon.com slash beyondsynth, or you can donate directly on beyondsynth.com. Beyond Synth can be found on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. And remember to like and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. And 